In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here with us tonight. Really, truly, substantially present here with us. Body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity. Jesus, we believe that because you said it was true. Please increase our faith. Help our unbelief. And help us to have some tangible experience of your presence here tonight. That each and every one of us can receive. That each and every one of us can process in a personal way. That will mean something to each and every one of us here. Because only you know us that well. That personally. That profoundly. Jesus, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit tonight in a new way. Holy Spirit, come. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on each and every one of us here tonight. Unite us with Jesus and the Father and with one another. Help us all to be aware of God's presence here in a powerful way, in a loving way, in a healing way, in a providential way, in a merciful way. Mother Mary, we turn to you tonight as well, and St. Joseph, we ask for your special prayers and protection here tonight for all of us, and we crown you the queen of our time here with Jesus, your son, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To kick things off here, I'd like to read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 1 to 4. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn... And become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a lot here to unpack, even though it's just a few verses One thing to note is that the disciples were worried about who's the greatest. So they're human too. You know, have any of us ever wondered if we're the greatest or the best? Or essentially, are we good enough? You know, do you like us? Are we worthy? And yeah, the disciples of Jesus struggled with that same sentiment, that same thought. And to answer their question, 
he really puts that question to rest because he brings into their midst a child, a little boy. And he says that we all have to become like children in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. So we become childlike, not childish, as I like to say. And there's a lot we could say about becoming childlike. But there's a few things that I wanted to highlight tonight. One is pretty obvious, and that is a child looks up to its parents and depends on his or her parents for pretty much everything, especially when they're babies. So God is inviting us to trust in him and to depend on him. He's a good, good father, as the song goes. And he loves to provide Jehovah Jireh, in case you know the song Jireh. It has this connotation of providing. God loves to provide. He's first and foremost our creator, but then he's a provider. He created this universe, but especially this planet and all of the things on this planet for us to provide for us. If you've been going to daily mass these last few days, we've been reading from Genesis, from the creation account. And God saw over and over that his creation was good. And then when he created male and female, he said that we were very good. So we've all been created very good. That's our identity right there. That's where God, our Father, wants us to receive our identity from him, from his unconditional love, from his providential love. So he doesn't want us to worry if we're good enough. We don't have to prove ourselves to God. We don't have to justify ourselves before God. We don't have to earn his love. We don't have to get his attention. You've already got his attention. He's already madly in love with you. He can't stop thinking about you. If he did, you would cease to exist. But he can't. Because he is love. God doesn't just love. It's not just something God does. It's who he is. It's his very nature. Love is his very nature. And he has shared that nature. He has shared that gift of himself with all of us. First, just by creating us, but then we were all, quote-unquote, born again when we were baptized. I'm assuming we're all baptized. So if you're baptized, you've been given this gift of divine life, this gift of divine love. So you all have something to give. You all have something very beautiful 
to offer to this world. God's love, God's gift of life and love that he has given to you. And he invites us to then share that with the world. For all of us to share the love that we've received. And then we express that in unique ways. That's true, because we're all unique. For those who have heard me preach before, you know that I like to say, each and every one of us is a unique blend. A few coffee lovers or scotch lovers out there. Each and every one of us is a unique blend of truth, goodness, and beauty. Because God is infinitely all of that, truth, goodness, and beauty. And he, he puts a little bit of this and a little bit of that into each and every one of us in different amounts, in different ways. He mixes them differently. And then he speaks life into us. All he had to say was, let there be light, and there was light. Let us create man in our own image, in our own likeness, and it happened. So God continues to speak to you and to me through his word, principally, but in your own personal prayer, God speaks to you, and he'll speak to you tonight. I'm convinced of that, because I've seen it happen over and over again. So how does God speak to us? It's not just with words. You might get a word tonight, or the words I'm reading or speaking might really resonate with you in a powerful way. They might pierce your heart, or some of the lyrics from the songs, they might pierce your heart tonight. Well, that's God. <laughs> that's God speaking to you through those lyrics or through his word. You might just get a thought come to you, an inspiration, an intuition that pierces your heart, that brings comfort, that brings encouragement, that brings healing. That's truth. That's God. That's Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. You might feel some kind of electricity going through your body or some heat. That's typically a sign of the Holy Spirit. You might just get a peace that comes over you. You might start to cry. You might start to laugh. That's the Holy Spirit. Touching your spirit, the Holy Spirit, touching your spirit, communicating with your spirit, the love of God. I like to say that's the Holy Spirit's job, is to communicate and to reveal, to manifest, to make present the love of God and the presence of God and the truth of God and the goodness of God of God. And so he communicates that in a spiritual way. It's true. In an invisible way, that's true. But no less real. In fact, even more real. Because that which is invisible 
is longer lasting than that which is visible, if you've ever thought about that. Because all of this that we see, it's passing away. But God, who is invisible, in a sense, is everlasting. And his love, which you can't see per se, is everlasting. But then it reveals itself, it manifests itself in the visible world, in the tangible world, through each and every one of you. And within the church, within the context of our faith, through the sacraments. And then all of these candles, the light, the music, it all aids in our communion with God. It helps us to connect with God. That's how he ordained his creation. Really, all of creation points us to God. All that is good and true and beautiful points us to God, its author. So God wants to reveal himself to us. What good father wouldn't want to speak to his child, to encourage, to affirm his child? So God wants to affirm you tonight. Another childlike characteristic is vulnerability. Children are vulnerable because they are dependent. They're quote-unquote needy and weak compared to their parents. But God doesn't hold that against us. We tend to shy away from our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities. But the Lord invites us to embrace them because he embraces them. Wherever you find yourself in need, you don't have to try to cover that up, but rather bring it to Jesus. Like a child with an owie. (laughs) Mommy, I got an owie. Kiss my owie, please. And little babies have no shame in crying when they need something, right? They can't even talk yet, but they just cry whenever they need a change of diaper or whenever they're hungry or tired. They just let it rip, right? And they start crying, crying out to God, crying out to their parents. But in that same way, God just wants us to cry out without any shame, without any reservation, without any hesitation, just to cry out to God. We could say that children are very simple in a sense. They're not complicated. They're innocent. They're simple. They don't have complexes, yet they don't worry about what other people think, right? Until their parents tell them, oh, don't say that. Don't do that. But they have a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. St. Paul said it. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from 
Shame. Freedom from fear. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from worrying about the opinions of others, etc. And then freedom for or freedom to love. Freedom to give. Freedom to help. Freedom to speak. Maybe you've been afraid to speak. God wants to give you back your voice tonight. Or he wants to increase it tonight. Maybe you've started speaking out what God wants to give you even more power and authority to speak, especially on his behalf. Not to be afraid. How often did Jesus say, be not afraid? Be not afraid. Easier said than done. And we're going to feel fear. That's true. We can't not feel fear sometimes, nervousness, when we go into a difficult situation. That's normal. That's human. That's natural. But by his grace, by his power, we can overcome that fear and press in or lean into that fear and walk through it. Because he himself, if you recall, at the, at the time of his crucifixion in the garden, before he was arrested, he was sweating blood. He was so scared. Jesus was so scared that he was sweating blood. But what did he pray? Father, not my will, but yours be done. That's a hard prayer to pray. But he prayed it first. <laughs> so in Christ, we can pray that prayer. In Christ, you can pray that prayer. Not my will, but yours be done. You know, I don't understand it. I don't know where this is leading. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm scared. I'm nervous. But not my will, Jesus. Yours be done. That's a great prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. So in the spirit of becoming like children, I think Jesus is extending his hand to you tonight. I prayed that this week, and it really wrecked me in a sense. It, it wrecked me emotionally when I asked Jesus if I could just take his hand, if I could hold his hand. And he said to me, I love to hold your hand. I love to hold your hand. So Jesus loves to hold your hand. He loves to lead you. You don't have to figure it out all by yourself. Don't put that pressure on yourself and don't let other people put that pressure on you to have it all figured out. He's got it figured out. That's all you need to know. <laughs> He's got it figured out. So all we need to do is grab him by the hand 
and, and let him lead us each and every day, one day at a time. One day at a time. So with that, let's just pray for a moment as a body here, a corporate prayer. I'll lead us and, and uh, you can just repeat after me. Let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Please increase my faith. Please touch me in some way tonight. Touch my heart. Heal my body. Renew my mind. Lift up my spirit. Encourage me. Affirm me. Help me to grow closer to you tonight. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my God, to be my friend and my Savior. I want to take your hand and follow you. Please open the ears of my heart so that I can hear your voice. Open the eyes of my spirit so that I can see your face. Sanctify my imagination so that I can see you. Lord Jesus, Help me to have an interactive connection with you tonight that will be healing and life-giving. Amen.